So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be about something different. Maybe not as different as you might think of uh, difference and or different, but it's gonna be something different, you know? It's still gonna be a book, but it is again gonna be some notes of a book, but this time from another website, you know, and also from another person, obviously, then, and uh, quite a quite an interesting person, or quite a special person. But yeah, as always, more after the intro. As always, as every day, but still, I don't know, I love it. I still love it. You know, the best thing about the whole recordings are the recordings. You know, the worst thing about, about all these, or all this whole um, process, is definitely descriptions and tags and uploading and whatnot. This is actually the worst part of it all. You know, the, the most brilliant, because I'm just reading brilliant there, and best part about it is just the recording part. But yeah, um, we're going through a few notes, you know, and it's going to be actually quite a bunch of notes. So I do not know if I would actually go through the whole one, you know, because it is definitely quite a long article and or quite a long article of notes. So... I do not really know if I should go through everything, you know, or if I would go through or should go through or will go through everything just because it is such a lot still, you know, just because I went through different things today. I just went through different sites, different um, kind of mediums, quote unquote, to, to actually figure out what I should do next, you know, but because I've actually yesterday have also been talking about some book notes, I've also decided to look up some book notes, but I've discovered that Derek Sivers, you know, Derek Sivers, the founder of CD Baby, and uh, also a relatively known guy, also maybe because of his books that he's written, um, that he's also doing that. You know, he's also having some notes on his website about all the books that he read, which is brilliant, which is amazing, which is just really good to see, but it's not really, yeah, it is not really a replacement for reading the book. It's definitely not, you know, and it's definitely also a replacement for the book if you read a summary, you know. It still depends on the summary, you know, if it is a really, really detailed summary, it could be a replacement, but I'm, I'm doubting that, you know, I'm really doubting that, you know, especially because finding such a detailed, you know, such a detailed and long summary so that it would be actually a replacement is actually really hard to find. Like, it's, it's really not that easy, but yeah. Um, if you're interested in this episode, but you're not having the time to going through a 30-minute or 20-minute or even 40-minute episode, then I would heavily suggest you to go into the description and check out the links, because there should also be the link to the podcast, you know, because this YouTube episode or this YouTube video is also available as an audio-only version, which means that you can just listen to it, you know, that you can just listen to it, which means that you can do something simultaneously, which means that it is a way more efficient way to consume this particular episode than by just watching it, you know, because when you're watching it, the only thing that you can do is just watching it, you know. Basically, of course, you could do something simultaneously and whatnot, but yeah, also especially if you're on a mobile phone or if you're on the mobile, then it is also a little bit a better thing to listen to the audio because the audio is way, 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 way smaller in size, which makes everything a little bit more friendly for your mobile data. But yeah, as I said, and as you can see right now, right, 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 right now, no, sorry, right now, now, you can see it. Derek Sivers, Happy by Darren Brown. Happy by Darren Brown, I've never ever came across this one, but this is actually an article from 2017, actually the 3rd of 
Is it April? No, it's not. It's May. The 3rd of May, I guess. You know, I'm, I'm really bad at uh, reading different ways of writing dates and, and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, we're going through this. And why are we going through this? Because I think it was kind of the first sentence or the first thing that I've actually read that uh, somehow told me like, well, you should go through it. You know, you should read it. You should just maybe even review it and show it to the people and give it to them because... I, I really believe that it is such an important thing and such an interesting thing as well to maybe also see and hear from such a person. But yeah, um, I'm gonna read, you know, I'm gonna read because it's my job to read some sort of, not, not really, but some sort of. Brilliant and profound. So this is actually kind of a review from Derek Sivers on the book or some critiques or whatever. Brilliant and profound yet totally entertaining philosophy book by one of my favorite people. Gives an approachable overview of past philosophies and shows how they apply to your life today better than the harmful pop self-help positive stuff or positivity stuff. Amazing perspectives on desires, death, relationships, anger and how being present doesn't matter as much as the story you tell yourself afterwards. He has a fun writing style that is not reflected in my notes here. So get the book. I know this actually made me laugh and or smile at least because it is definitely the case, you know, and as I've said before, it is definitely, you know, especially the notes, especially the notes are really not a replacement for reading the book, you know, because reading the book is always going to be a different kind of experience. It is way more about experiences than the actual knowledge in there, you know, at my point of view, because I've especially seen it with How to Win Friends and Influence People, one of the books that I liked the most and I still like the most and reading the book was something completely different you know and had a completely different vibe and uh, also experience afterwards than when I just would go through a normal summary and or just a regular summary not only because this person that is writing the summary might not point out what is really important for me and or would actually strike me but also because I don't know like you couldn't you couldn't just put everything into the summary because it then wouldn't be a summary summary any longer. It would then just be the book, obviously. But uh, reading through How to Win Friends and Influence People that is packed with different stories. Stories that actually um, often have the same point, to be honest, you know. And uh, this might actually be some kind of a critique there, you know, that uh, the stories are not quite... They are structured and I guess they make sense, you know, and especially they made also sense to Dale Carnegie. But sometimes they are quite the same, you know at least as far as I have seen them. You know, this is also something that has to be said. But yeah, I'm gonna through, go through it. And I guess, yeah, it is actually the first one. And the first one was actually one of the best ones that I read. You know, I haven't read the, the whole summary, you know, because it is actually a really long, as you can see now, as I'm scrolling through for the people on the YouTube video, it is really long thing, you know. And as he said before, just because I've just read something about um, the notes themselves, he is not really summarizing the book, you know, he's merely writing down some things that he's thinking about then, you know, and if it is something that he knows a, a lot about, then there's going to be more notes, and when there's not a lot that he knows about that, there's then there's not going to be a lot, you know, but yeah, the first one is, the greatest burden a child must bear is the unlived lives of their parents. And I gotta have to say that this is actually something that Gary Vee is often talking about. And if you don't know Gary Vee, you know by now, you know, just through me, if you've seen my content, <laughs> because I'm actually talking a lot about him. But the thing is, 
it is actually the truth. It is like really the greatest burden a child can bear or must bear because it is quite often the case actually. You know, it is quite often the case that parents are trying to just make their children or not even not even make the children somebody they wanted to be, they themselves wanted to be. This is the point then, but also to just say like, okay, you know, this is my child. You know, and if you're saying this, and if you're just willing to say this proudly in your view, then often it is the case that parents are just making the children somebody they are not. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case that they are trying to make their children somebody they that they wanted to be, but but yeah, you know what I mean. You know, parents have heavily and can heavily influence their children, which is sometimes really good, you know, if you're having good quote-unquote parents and super quote-unquote parents that somehow know something, then it is really amazing, you know, because then you can say that you're also gonna know a lot just because your parents know a lot, but often just on the other hand, you know, the flip side of it is that that it could also be exactly the opposite, like if your parents are like really negative and abusive and whatnot, chances are pretty high that you're also gonna have certain traits of that, you know, chances are really high, not only because just genes and genetics and whatnot, but also because you're you're probably going to live with them for quite some time. And if you're living for them quite some time, especially from just zero to, I don't know, 17 or whatnot, then you're, you're definitely going to have some traits, some traits, unless you're really involved into some self-development stuff, as I am. You know, I personally think that I'm not really having a lot from my parents, you know, at least not some conscious things you know maybe subconscious this could definitely be the case definitely i'm not gonna doubt that but yeah the second point or the second note don't become so annoyed by someone that you become a source of annoyance to others and this was always one of the things that i really enjoyed just because it is right you know just because somebody is annoying you doesn't mean or shouldn't mean that you're also going to annoy somebody else especially because then it kind of seems all right and okay and I don't want to say good because it is definitely not good and you will definitely also not going to see it as good but it's going to be something like maybe maybe you don't even see it you know this could also be the thing but maybe it is like okay but it is not in the end the third one no one has the direct means to affect your self-control or dignity also the case everyone thinks the limits of their own field of vision are the limits of the world um this was some of the things that i felt like well not really but i guess you know it doesn't necessarily have to mean that it is just actually the case that it is not the case for everyone just because i feel you know what (laughs) this is actually the perfect example the perfect example i could give you for this certain statement you know because he said Everyone thinks the limits of their own field of vision are the limits of the world. And this might be some sort of a just kind of different way to think about this quote or kind of statement and whatnot phrase. But I've just said, I do not think that it is the case, you know, just because it is just because it might be the case for me doesn't mean that it is also going to be the case for everyone. No, wrong thing. I thought like, just because... I thought like, no, I do not think that this is the case because I feel like that it is not the case for me. 
But this is the exact same thing that this phrase actually describes. Because this phrase, also for me, is just some sort of a different way of kind of thinking about that. Maybe it's just also a little bit of a different meaning. But yeah, means that only because it is the case for you doesn't mean that it is the case for the whole world. You know, and this was the exact same thing that just happened to me, some sorta. And <laughs> it is really funny, to be honest. Like, I don't know. Just actually getting into your own trap, some sorta. But yeah, you know, only because you think about it in a certain way or something is obvious to you doesn't really mean that it is also going to be obvious to everybody else or anybody else. And it also just doesn't mean that everyone thinks that way and everyone would feel that way, you know? Just really think about other people as much as you're thinking about yourself, I guess, you know, in theory. Practically, it won't just work because we are really, really often talking about and also thinking about ourselves, which is uh, really interesting, to be honest, which is really, really interesting. The fourth one. The story you tell yourself of your life is a confabulation. Don't mistake your constructed life story as the truth. Yeah, because the problem there is that our mind is really, really strong. Our mind is really strong and we can actually get ourselves into something that we are not, you know, which are often called cognitive distortions, which I've been talking about really often, but they're really interesting, like they're different ones, like, I don't know, you made a mistake once and this then just means for you or to you that you're always going to make this mistake, but it is definitely not the case, you know, and it is also not def it is also not going to be the case, you know, just because you've done one mistake once doesn't really mean that uh, that you're going to make it again, you know, maybe you are going to make it again, you know, because I don't know, it's just maybe going to be the case, because who knows, but I don't know, it doesn't mean that necessarily, it really does not, and especially not for the, for your entire life, you know, for, for eternally, actually, or eternal kind of time span, whatever. <laughs> the next one. You're not char uh, you are not characters in a movie whose personalities are clearly defined and predictable. You can act out of character. We can. A placebo transform volunteers because they gave themselves permission to act differently. I am no longer the person with this problem, so quote-unquote, I am no longer the person with this problem because I, because a new medicine is solving that for me. Blind faith is more commonly a recipe for disaster than for triumph, or triumph, I guess. That would be obvious if I, if failed businessmen could sell their biographies as well as the successful ones. Yeah, biographies of, biographies of successful, strong entrepreneurs adhering to a vision no matter, no matter what and having no time for those who would get in the way or did not share their hero's Herculean self-belief this success story is also a recipe for failure. What could be more conductive or conducive, I guess, to financial disasters than blindly ignoring all advice? Many more will fail than succeed through blind self-belief. This is, by the way, something that I've also been thinking about. Just because I'm often talking about, and this is something that I have somehow adopted from Gary Vee, you know, as quite a lot of things that I'm talking about, basically. But I'm always trying to think about them just on myself, like, I'm not gonna just take something from anybody without thinking about it myself and think if it actually makes sense or not, you know, or if I could actually add something to that or not, but the thing is, if you kind of say, like, okay, I won't give a fuck about what anybody's telling me and or what anybody is thinking about me, for me, 
for me personally, it does really not not mean that you're not going to listen to anybody. It means that you're going to listen to anybody, but if they're going to say something that you're not quite just, that you don't feel, basically, then you're not going to act on it. This is what it means for me, personally, you know. If somebody's talking to me and if, if I kind of feel like, well, you know, this is not something that I believe in, you know, but I'm listening. I'm listening and I'm trying to see if there is something that I believe in. But if there is nothing that I believe in, then of course I'm going to drop it. Of course I'm not going to listen to it. And of course I'm definitely not going to act on it. You know, So I'm going to listen. I'm sorry I'm going to listen. But I'm definitely not going to act on it. Because it wouldn't make any sense for me You know, if I don't believe in it. But I listen. And this is the point. I listen. And I'm not going to just only believe in myself. And only believe in what I feel is right. Because it definitely doesn't have to be the case, you know. Just because a lot of people have way more experience in certain fields than I'm having. So why wouldn't I actually kind of not listening to them, you know. Wouldn't make any sense. At least just to me or for me or both. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. Plan for success and prepare for failure. A snappy, self-assured, assured Assured, assured, I guess it's assured. Ignore the haters can be a dangerous folly. What is a folly? What the fuck is a folly? <laughs> uh, foolishness, foolhardiness, stupidity, idiocy or idiocy. I don't know. Uh, silliness, inanity, lunacy, badness, madness, I'm sorry, and rashness. Does this get me just anywhere? Not really. But yeah, so by, by removing or ignoring the sources of honest feedback, you create a downward spiral of self-deception, which is actually just what I thought about and was, was talking about, I guess, isn't it? Life is chess. Your plan is affected by the inclination of the other player. You must modify your plan constantly. Yeah, 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 it is what it is. You know that after your snack you will be hungry again soon, but this thought does not trouble you. It is a part of an endless chain of desires. You will eat and, and then after a while desire to eat again. The problem is when you fail to see the same process in your less essential, essential desires. So the problem is when you fail to see the same process in your less essential desires. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to say, but yeah. Um, the places and things that insist most loudly that they will make you happy rarely do. Joy prefers to arrive quietly and alone, elsewhere unceremoniously and unannounced. Meanwhile, you search for happiness in distractions. Many people who search for a consolidation or consolidating philosophy tend to be it eternal seekers never quite comfortable in their own skin and every few years adopting a fresh external source of guidance or following some new charismatic leader a way of living can come from can come from due thought rather than a passive immersion in the tangles of everyday distractions your philosophy can be highly flexible and subject to great changes but the important point is to have one it doesn't need to be easily describable in its entirety or in, I think it's actually entirety, yeah, or clearly attributable to any philosophical school. It should stand up to scrutiny and inquiry, being thought through and considered. It must give you a solid foundation without limiting you by insisting on a set of beliefs. Yeah, 
I would say so. Like if it is actually something that is somehow and you're feeling it, and this is a problem then, if you're feeling that it is somehow that it is somehow kind of taking taking a little bit of your power. Power in terms of okay, you're not gonna do something that is actually worthwhile doing just because you think that making this choice is not gonna be good by your philosophy or in your philosophy or whatever this kind of structure is because maybe it is like just i don't know christianity where okay god is not going to be happy about that or it's just about you but then also you're not going to be happy about you but or yourself but yeah it does make sense you know it does make sense that you're not gonna do something or you should not go for a philosophy that is somehow taking a little bit of your and I just I just knew the word. I just was talking and thinking about the word. It is just taking a little bit out a little bit from your it's not possibilities. Maybe skills. Chances. Chances, yeah. Maybe chances. Yeah, let's go for chances. You know, until I can actually remember the other one. If you don't identify and engage with your stories, you might quickly find yourself at the mercy of whatever voices happen to be loudest around you. Yeah. Yeah. Deathbed regrets. Why should the anticipation of future introspective thoughts triggered by illness in the final few months of your life dedicate the choices you make now and for decades ahead? You could spend your life exploring pressurable activities and still come to the end with regretting. So what if you do? It is not, uh, is it not potentially just as disastrous to live your life with the goal of dying without regret just to find that you regret, that you regret not living for the moment while you could? Yeah, it's actually the exact same thing. And it is something that I've always been thinking about just because Gary Vee always talks about living without regrets and not trying to do that. And I know where it's heading to. So please don't get me wrong, you know, because I believe that having less regrets and quite not a lot of regrets when you're dying is really a good thing to have. Because, I don't know, the thing that Gary always says and that I also some sort of believe in is that nobody on his deathbed or in his deathbed is going to talk about those things that he or she did. You know, maybe if it was or if it is still something really amazing, like your wife or your husband or something that you've um, experienced in your life. But most often, I guess, but even though, as I'm just thinking about it, that it doesn't necessarily have to be the case, you know, because Gary is always saying that you're probably going to talk about those things that you didn't do. You know, you're gonna probably going to talk about those things that you're regretting. And I don't really think that way, to be honest. You know, I really kind of, I, f I feel like that it doesn't necessarily have to be the case, you know, because if actually, if you've actually experienced so many great things in your life, then of course you're going to talk about those amazing things that you've experienced, you know, because why not? Why wouldn't you? And so at least it would make sense to me. I don't know what it is like, you know, I do not have actually the experience of maybe fortunately and maybe unfortunately of seeing somebody in their deathbed, you know, I guess it just must be, especially if it is someone, someone and or some but you're really close to, you were really close to, and you're seeing that, then it just must really fuck with you, like, really fucking, but, but I don't know, I don't know what people are talking about then, but I also just get the point of Derek Sivester, you know, that is 
actually quite the exact same thing, you know, that you're then having the regret of just not having kind of appreciated the moment, maybe, just because you thought you got to have to do certain things so that you're not going to regret it afterwards when you are in your deathbed. But but I, I totally understand, and I hope you're understanding as well what Derek is talking about there. You don't make decisions based on your experiences. You make them based on the stories of your experiences. You should be more concerned with this uh, with this remembering, self-pampering, the experiencing... I'm sorry. You should be more concerned with this remembering self. Pampering the experience self is not enough. You want memories too. Your bestial experiencing self has an attention span of about three seconds. Its reports are quickly so, uh, superseded by those of its story-loving, identity-forming superior. Yeah, I think this is actually also something that uh, Seth Gordon was talking about and or actually writing about, you know, because he's not talking quite a lot. But he was uh, also writing about that. And what, he's, he, what he was writing is that it is actually the case that a lot of people... Um, or that it is actually the case that we often, and it might also be something that you've experienced as well, you know, so maybe you're going to think about it pretty quickly. But it seems to be the case that often we are we are having stories of our experiences and not actually our experiences remembered or memorized, actually. Because, um, I don't know, it's definitely going to be the case that you know certain things that... And or it definitely has been the case that somebody that you've been talking to and you've been just, I don't talk about something, that they have remembered the exact same thing in a different way than you're remembering it, but you have seen it. So it's, it's just a certain scenario, a certain thing, and you've seen it, but this person just was the participant in this certain action, in this certain scenario, because it happened to me as well, uh, relatively often actually, but I'm going to talk about it later, but... Uh, and this just actually shows that this person actually doesn't remind it or doesn't remember it as you are remembering it, even though you have just seen it, maybe. Um, that we are often kind of having stories on or about our experiences. If, if, if I'm actually remembering this correctly. If it doesn't make any fucking sense, then please just take it with a grain of salt. I'm just thinking, basically. But uh, something that really often happened to me, and especially if it was in just really sudden moments and really because just accidents you know because did i have a lot of accidents in my life not 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 really you know just only just when i'm when i was doing sports and all those things it actually only happened you know only things happened to me or things only happened to me when i just wasn't moving and doing something maybe this just makes sense but i don't know um you know i was riding my bike you know i was i was riding my bike down some sort of a path you know and this path wasn't definitely not just some uh, so some some flat ground, it was just some stony kind of, it was just actually like a path, you know, it was not a street, it was really like a path, and I went down the path, and if I remember correctly, and the thing is, it might just be a story that I'm remembering, it might not even be the experience of it, but it might just be the story, but as I was going through the path, or going down the path with my bike, you know, I was actually relatively fast, if I remember correctly, and there was some sort of a fence, I guess, you know, some construction fence that you're always having just when there is some new building. And there was those, I think it was two of them. And because of some reasons, and I still don't know why, I drove down there and I hit one of those. And what obviously happened, I fell down, you know, and I fell off of, off, off my bike. 
if I'm remembering this correctly, because I really don't know, because I'm really not sure, even though I kind of feel like that I wasn't even that fast, but it wouldn't make any sense to me. So the thing is what happened, I just went down a path, I hit one of these fences, I fell down, and I actually managed to to turn the wheel, or this kind of, I don't know what it is called, you know, the section that you're holding in your hands when you're riding your bike. I don't fucking know what it is called, but I've I've turned it like, what is it? Is it 90 degrees? I think it is, is it 90 degrees? Well, enough degrees that it actually kind of, first of all, fucked up one cable of my of my bike you know the cables that are running just on the top um just beneath your your legs it just ripped off one of these two cables or three cables actually and um i've also managed to somehow hit my hit my arm against one of these uh, one of these fences the thing is and this happened to me relatively often which is actually the point of this whole story i often think like that it has to be the other arm that is hurting but the other arm is hurting. So the actual arm that is hurting should not be hurting because if I'm remembering correctly, I've actually fell down on the other hand and not on that hand. You know, not on the right hand, but on my left hand or arm, whatever. But but I'm not quite sure. I'm really not quite sure. This is something that I've experienced. You know, maybe if you've experienced that as well. I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, what should I do? It is what it is, you know, this is what I feel. Um, I don't know if this has something to do with that, but uh, it just got me to think. It just got me to think, and this is actually also one of the reasons why I'm going through some book notes, you know, um, just because we're going to get a lot of a lot of thoughts from Derek Sivers, and the good thing is, if somebody is reading a lot, and you're reading their notes, then of course you're also gonna somehow get all the fucking knowledge from all the books that this person read, just because it would make sense, you know, because you're not gonna just choose a section of your brain for a particular task consciously, but you're just gonna remind yourself on certain things and you're gonna have some thoughts about different things because this book gave you some sort of an input, you know, the exact same thing as this book is giving to me. So the thing is, if you're just listening to the podcast, you know, in, in theory, then you're also, in theory, getting all the knowledge of, of all the books, all the things that I've experienced, everything just by listening to me and and also just because I'm listening to a lot of people that know a lot and or I'm just reading things from people that are, that know a lot so in the end I'm actually somehow concentrating all the knowledge of the people that I read things about that also have been reading things about certain things um, and certain people as well that actually then also have read certain things of certain people that have also read a lot which in the end always concentrates it a little bit more, as I'm just thinking about it, which is just actually amazing. And this is also one of the reasons why I like biographies, really, because, you know, especially if it is like just some really personal kind of biography, you know, if it is written like just, I don't know, if it is written like, okay, this is what I've seen, this is what I've experienced, and so I'm going to let you know. It's just amazing, because you're actually able to somehow concentrate or absorb all the knowledge of kind of generations in theory by just listening to people and talking to people and figuring out stuff through people or something but yeah um this is going to be the end of this episode i really have to thank you for going through this with me i do hope that you have somehow enjoyed it as well because i have i'm sorry that we haven't gone through another core question today but i'm, I'm running a little bit late with what i'm doing today 
but but yeah it is what it is um i hope that you've liked it and i also hope um or wish you the best health health happiness and also success and i also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered so basically your legacy because uh, we can shape it you know we can stimulate our legacy by for example being nice and then being remembered as a nice person but the, the, the thing is and this is also some sort of a problem it doesn't necessarily have to be the case that you're going to be remembered as a good person just because you've always been a good person you know the thing is that there's definitely going to be somebody that dislikes you maybe and or even hates you maybe you know but three other questions that i'm hoping you're going to ask yourself are why are you here what are you trying to change and the third thing is uh what is bothering you the most you know what is actually pissing you off the most and those three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose in life you know why are you here you know what should you be doing uh, which is very very important as for example victor frankl in his book how no not how to win friends and influence people but man searched for meaning found out and or just validated some sort of and yeah and maybe even a business idea you know maybe even you're getting a business idea by figuring out what pisses you off the most because it's probably not solved yet and maybe not in a good way if it is solved but yeah i wish you the best i think i have to thank you a lot and i'll see you the next time